<laughs> what is up, y'all? How y'all doing? What's up, y'all? <laughs> yeah, my wife with the shenanigans. Already. I ain't with nothing. So I, know the, I know the people be like, anytime they ask, either start a video or before they start a podcast, they always giggling. I've even heard some people even say, what was y'all laughing about? Hey, you ever heard that saying? They say laughter is the best medicine. It is. It truly is, y'all. <laughs> That's why on our reaction channel, one of the most important things we do is try to keep y'all laughing. Yeah. Because it keep y'all vibes high. And when y'all vibes are high, y'all are manifesting and attracting really good things. Yeah, like even when you have shitty days or mm-hmm. like y'all, even when we react to something and it's like serious y'all notice we usually try to turn it around in some type of way because even when you have a shitty day you still should try to sneak out and find a way okay what's the next best thing i can do to make me happy yeah as a content creator period like you gotta understand people don't they'll they'll watch your sad ass shit for a little while but then after a while they don't want to keep seeing you crying or be frustrated or any type of shit Mm -hmm. because they got enough drama in their own life yeah i've avoided people because of it in my personal life the woe is me people yeah um i remember one of the best things that i could have done for myself is i took a life coaching course i always educate myself carla we always educate ourselves even though we were not the best students in school man what but that's because we are educating ourselves on things that we're interested in right when i was in school i was like i don't like this yes but it's but things that i do like oh i'll take the course i'll get straight a's in the class i'll you know i'll just be on top of it yeah but um I had decided to take a life coaching course and I just thought I was taking it so I can learn how to be a better life coach, a better motivational speaker, whatever you want to call it. And I actually ended up learning some shit and it was just talking about how you have to get to a point in your life where you're no longer the victim. Yes. You know, and there's so many different ways that you can play the victim and that it could be subtle that you don't even realize uh some one of the excuses some of the excuses i used to make for myself and i didn't realize it i was like oh well the only reason that i ain't this is because i'm a masculine presenting lesbian woman or because i'm black or you know just making excuses they holding us back now granted you may see some inequality going on with certain things but that shouldn't be an excuse that you use as far as why you not attempting to do certain things or why you're not going as hard or whatever. Yeah, I agree. I think the ones you listed, those are like the norm that, you know, us black people love to use. Yeah. Now, but like you said, it can be subtle because I remember um, one of the ones that I used to use before I realized, okay, you you have to stop doing that. I used to think I would be, I was like, if my parents would have just pushed me more, if they would have encouraged me more, I was like, because, you know, I had this great personality. Mm-hmm. I was like, I would have been more ambitious. I would have been like a real go getter. Yep. And I had to realize, like, even though my foundation comes from them, that didn't, that doesn't stop my life. Right. Like, regardless, like, because I don't have a relationship with them, it's still like whatever you want to do, 
go after it. Right. But I used to use that excuse like, man, ain't no telling where I could have been in the world. My parents just would have encouraged me. Yeah. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. It's like after a while, you got to stop making those excuses or playing that victim. And yeah. you got to stand up for yourself. All it takes is the awareness. Once you become aware of certain things you need to do or change or would like to see happening in your life, go for it. Don't yeah. use those damn excuses no more. Mm-hmm. But um, so what's up, y'all? How you doing, baby? I am doing really good. Just chilling, just chilling. We came through the gate popping our shit, didn't we? Man, what? You know, we always, yeah, literally, me and Nick, like, we're always joking. Like, when the mic's not on, sometimes we are the weakest when we in here by yep. ourselves, depending on what we're talking about. <laughs> if y'all only knew. If y'all only knew. But that's why it comes off so natural and so good, like when we're on camera yes. or, you know. But um, I'm feeling like an adult, y'all. I am. We, me and my wife, we doing things like we got a plant. Honey, we have two plants. Yeah, but one of the plants, y'all. Honey, Ooh. we got a I nurse a yeah. injury. She got, say- look, she got some little wounds. <laughs> <laughs> we all had them for how long? Oh, had about two, two weeks. weeks. Oh, God. But she was already brilliant. No, she was looking yes. good when we got her, baby. We messed up now. Okay, so why they cut some of the leaves off of her? But back- because they was already, she was already had some wounds. They yeah. look, they didn't cut some little leaves off. Tried to sit up there like, oh yeah, she perfect. And then I, when I really took a look at her, I'm like, they they didn't cut some of the leaves off. And I done fucked up, y'all, because so the type of plant we're talking about is um, it's a Majesty palm. Mm-hmm. Uh, straight out of Africa. Yeah, you know, from Africa. So she's used to warm weather you know heat you know that just made me think your grandma that's, said yeah that's your what i'm about to said, say how'd she get up here uh, <laughs> she got on a plane <laughs> she took a flight she got flewed out <laughs> but uh but yeah so i didn't know and it was probably about a good maybe 50 something degrees outside but it was beautiful y'all the sun was out we had our balcony door open the wind was blowing and i set her outside and when I talked to my grandma, because my grandma has a green thumb, she was like, you know, plants can get cold. And I was like, I didn't know that. Like, I didn't know plants could get cold. I had already told you. Girl, I was like, look, and the wind was outside. blowing. Yes. I was like, look, it looked like her hair blowing in the uh, in the wind. Like, look, she like she having a lot of fun, baby. After that day, it's like she just looked fucked up. Yes. <laughs> she looks fucked so, up. So I think it was actually warmer than fifty. 50 y'all something. know, y'all know, we've been having some really nice days where the sun has been out, and it's been feeling like just like you're walking on the beach. It's just been feeling yeah. really nice. It's been temps like in the sixties. So yes, Nick set the plant outside. I thought she wanted some fresh air. And I had already told Nick, I felt like the corner we put the plant in was already too cold because it's near the door. The little area, it's like it's a corner area to the building. So I already knew that corner was cold. I had even questioned it before. I was like, you sure we should put it over there because it's cold? And Nick was like, it'll be okay. 
So I did say something to her about putting that plan out and she tried to put it out on a colder day. Now the thing is the information on the plant say she liked temperatures of is it 40 and higher? Shit, I don't so know. So it's 40 and higher. So that's why Nick thought it would be okay yeah, maybe to let her, um, let her hair. She was out there <laughs> doing the weave dance. Yep. Now she look brittle, man. So I don't know. I heard they have plant nurseries and stuff like that. Maybe we'll just keep trying to love on her. But baby, we didn't know. We didn't know. She was already weak. I didn't think she was weak. She was weak. If they cut them leaves off to present her to... She had a mask on. Damn. They cut those little leaves off. And there was some other ones in the store. If they had been trimming those, you should know they trimmed her. Man. Uh, but like I said, y'all, I've been feeling like grown because we got a plant, even though, you know, we're still uh, trying to take care of her. Uh, we uh, do, we going to boot camp. Uh, we started boot camp last week. Yeah. Your thoughts on that, baby? <laughs> yeah, so let me tell y'all, my <laughs> wife, she loves, and thank God I meditate when I get up. So she loves to say, you don't even know what's about to happen. That's what she'll say when she's about to present something to me. She was like, I'm about to drop a bomb on her. Yeah. She was like, you don't even know what storm about to hit you. <laughs> And I'm like, what? Like, it's like, after I meditate, I'm good. So I'm just like, whatever it is, it's like, hey, I'm just like flow around it. She was like, girl, we got boot camp in the morning. <laughs> yeah, not next week. Not in a few days. Girl, we got boot camp in the morning. And I, what did I say? I said in the morning. She uh-huh. was like, yeah. She was like at 445. Yep. 4.45. 4.45 a.m., y'all. We get up and we go to the boot camp, work yeah, out with the I ladies. I ain't even get a 24-hour notice. No. Nothing. So how you been, how have, what's your experience? What's your thoughts? So, about? y'all, I actually, I love the boot camp. Even though I was not fond of hearing, hearing 4.45, <laughs> I cringed. Actually, all the way up until the day of, and I think still the day of, I was like, ooh. I was like, babe, why you just couldn't say it? Why you just couldn't do it like for next month? I was like, I was like, I don't even feel like doing this. But yeah, we've been going. We've been having a really good time. Really good workout. The people that we're around, they have some really good personalities. Yeah. So I've really been liking it. Yep. I even though my body's been sore, I've been having to soak in the tub in that Dr. Teal twice a day. Yeah. Um, yeah, and but then, the boot camp, it's it's fine. I like how they, they switch things up, like they keep it fresh. So we did whatever we did last week. But last this, week, you know, last week we did, we started off with full body. Oh, yeah, and that's another <laughs> thing. The first day was a full body workout. Yes. I felt like I needed a body cast. <laughs> and then it's like we skipped the day and then we went. It was like Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Yeah. And then we did with upper body and then lower body. Uh-huh. Um, um so yeah, we did that and then so Monday we're actually uh going to be doing kickboxing. I'm finna be Tabo and they ass. <laughs> Y'all remember Tabo? I used to love Tabo. Man, I ain't never did Tabo, but I did the I think the only thing I did 
Girl, well, you don't do it at home. You did the shun. Um, yep, insanity. The booty. Oh, okay. No, it's girl. Yeah, okay. <laughs> he used to have like the little hip hop. No thing. Because I, I, mean, I, I ain't do that. Yeah, because one of my friends, she actually had me doing it. She had like copied the little DVD, yeah. and I was doing the little hip hop class. Yeah, it's like I love. Um, I, I I don't mind working out, y'all, but I don't like doing the dancing work. And I like Carla, like doing the Zumba. I love all the hip hop. But you know how to dance. I think if I knew how to dance, I would. Y'all, as creative as I am, y'all, God did not bless me with dancing rhythm. Well, you have a little rhythm. I can at fuck. Least you don't, I can fuck. No, at least you don't have two left feet. Like, say, for instance, if you hear a beat, you can do like a two-step. I know some people can't even do a damn two-step. Mm-hmm. Nah, if you was like that, then <laughs> at least you can two-step. Yeah, yeah. But when it come to like chore- choreographing, oh yeah, she uh, can't do that. Choreography, yeah, yeah she all can't that do shit. that, yeah. Yeah. Like if somebody got up there and said, "Okay, we're gonna do one, two, three, it Nick would be like, she'll try to do the one, two, three, but then we get to the four, five, six. Nick, like, uh uh-uh, uh. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Like, every time we try to meet up with Carla family and they, you know, have Christmas parties and stuff like that, Luciera, Carla's daughter, she like to do little TikToks and stuff. And I be having to sit it out, boy. It's in her bones. I be trying to, yeah. Her mama, I remember they used to call me the dance machine back in the day. <laughs> they did? I didn't know that. <laughs> yes. I did not know that. Yes. So, okay, y'all. So, in this podcast, um, what we really want to try to focus on is um, you being responsible for your own happiness. Mm-hmm. And I think what inspired this, like I said, again, me saying me and my wife would feel so grown now. Yeah, we feel like some real adults. Uh, we got up this morning and actually did our little chores, cleaned our little home. It looks nice. But, y'all, we reading books before I we know. go to bed. Yeah, that's really a step up for me. Yeah, you remember you used to watch them in the movies. You see, like the husband and the wife, they lay in their little bed with their little reading yeah. glass and their little lamp on a uh, nightstand. Mm-hmm. And then when they was done, they'd turn it off or whatever and go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but y'all, that's us. We reading books. We ain't got the nightstand yet, but we reading books now. This book that we're excuse me, let me try to get it. <laughs> this book that we're reading right now is uh, it's called Money. And the law of attraction, learning to attract wealth, health, and happiness. And it's by Esther and Jerry Hicks. And it's the teachings of Abraham. So we were reading that book last night. And what we usually like to do when we read the book is bounce off of each other. Yeah. Like break the book down and just try to make sure we comprehended what we just read. And just listening to the stuff about uh speaking on relationships and stuff we was like okay maybe we could share some story times of certain scenarios that we were in and also um just really try to get the point across on why you're responsible for your own happiness yeah i told nick um that's a statement that i make a lot of the a lot of times i think i've said it on both our channels the vlog channel Mm -hmm. and the reaction channel And that's something that I actually had to learn just through trial and error mm-hmm. in life. So when we came across this certain passage in this book, 
Did you it actually it actually made me feel like you know okay so i have been in situations like this before and it makes me feel good to know that eventually i handled it the right way right but at one point i was the type of person that was doing some of these things in this book you know feeling like somebody needed to make me feel happy or if i was feeling like i wasn't happy i was feeling like you know it had something to do with the person or the people i was around Hmm. so let's see here i think one of the passages that we read in the book i can't find it exactly right now i luckily i typed it this right here and then maybe we can bounce off of each other with that Mm -hmm. um it said when you take upon yourself the responsibility of others happiness you are attempting the impossible and you are setting yourself up for a great deal of personal discord yeah um (laughs) i totally agree it also made me think about i don't know if you remember um will smith and jada i hate to bring them up you know but who knows maybe that's why they marriage lasts and i don't know i think they just have activities outside the relationship Uh but i do remember them talking about will was saying you need to go figure out how to be happy he said he told jada that like i am not you shouldn't be looking to me to make you happy so you need to go figure out whatever it is you need to figure out so that you can get happy and i think her thing was um she kind of had put her little career on the back burner for a little bit Mm -hmm. to be with will and i think she was starting to feel like she had lost herself well honey she figured out a way to be happy didn't she yeah with that big ding dong she's cologne who you ain't talking about August. I definitely you? talk about him. <laughs> you already know who I'm talking about. She showed when and found out a way to make us so happy, but good God. <laughs> so, yeah, but I've been in a situation like that um, where I was dating somebody and it just seemed like they was always complaining about something about me. It was like they would just be complaining or something that they wanted from me. So then I would be like, okay, let me do this. Let me change. Let me give them this. And no matter how much I changed and tried to meet whatever their expectation was, I always felt like I was getting a short end of the stick because they were never happy, even though I was trying to do the stuff that they say yet. And I would be like, okay, you asked me to do this. And they would be like, yeah, but this, this now is something else. So I'm just like, you know what? I'm starting to feel fucking drained. That had to have been exhausting. It was very exhausting. And that's what made me realize that's not my job. It's not. That's, that's not my job. And I was like, I don't even want to be in this relationship anymore. It, it actually pushed me away. Once I realized this person is an attention-seeking person. Mm-hmm. Somebody who attention seeks, I feel like they have to do the work to figure out why is it that I need this attention? Why is it when I'm not getting the attention, you know, I feel like I deserve the attention. So once I took myself out of it, 
I was able to say, okay, this is what I like to do. I just start pouring more into myself. Mm -hmm. And then that's when I realized I took control of my happiness. And I felt so relieved. It's like, I felt like I was like on like a cloud after I did that. And that's why I always preach to people. If you're not happy, you're responsible for your own happiness. But when we read a certain passage in that book, not only are you responsible for your happiness, but you need to make sure that you're doing the shadow work and you're not running right. from something. Because that's the part. Sometimes people feel like, well, I ain't happy. And they feel like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to leave. You know, I remember even being in a situation with my ex-husband. And I was like, I'm not happy. And he was like, well, what is it? He was like, is it me? Is it? And I was like, I don't know. And I was really trying to figure it out because it was not him. But I did not realize what it was. I think if I just would have kept trying to work on myself instead of going out, having fun, partying, and getting into shit, then I would have figured it out. Damn. But unfortunately, I didn't do that. I didn't take the right step. So that's why I say I've been on both sides where you know, trying to seek out how to get yourself happy, then sitting down, trying to meditate, trying to sit in yourself, and then it coming to you. Yeah, and then I think it's just a responsible thing, period, to work on your own happiness because it's it's just, it's wrong in, in a sense for you to just walk around, funking up, funking around, like being a big ball of funk, and draining everybody in the household, blaming them for you not being happy when really it's you needing to work on whatever you need to work on to get your own happiness. Yeah. Whether you're unhappy, it's like get to that root cause of it. Are you unhappy because you're not where you want to be career wise? Are you overweight? Are you bored and you want to get into a hobby? You know what I'm saying? Like figuring out how to get your own happiness. Yeah. And then you come to your partner who should always also be working on their own happiness. And then y'all live an amazing life. I remember a situation just recently happened. And I'm glad that me and Carla, we know how to play this whole this we know how to deal with shit like this happiness being responsible for your own happiness law of attraction all this stuff because it helps in our relationship because you know every day you come you have your new your different challenges and um i uh woke up this has had to be maybe about a good shit three days ago maybe three or four days ago I was in a funk. <laughs> it was my time of the month. I just say that <laughs> it was my time of the month. But um, so, but I still I was drinking my St. John's Bush. Well, I wasn't drinking it like I should. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> so you know, I was just I was <laughs> actually having to ask her, "Have you drunk your tea? Let me go get it for so, you." Speaking while we even talking about it, shout out to our sponsor, Ikeem Pierre. He has the best herbs on the market. One including St. John's Bush Tea, ladies. It helps with cleaning out your wound. It helps with bouncing your hormones. It helps with uh, fibroids. Uh, a lot of stuff with your uterus and all that. So definitely visit our website, nickandcarla.com, to get the link to his uh, website and order your herbs and get a percent off. Uh, it's 10% off right now. But okay. 
So I was in a funk and uh what was it? Oh, I Kanye West had just um announced that he dropped his um well he just announced how much money he made dropping his stem player. And for those of y'all who don't know, he dropped a little device where he was able to put his second album on that device. He charged people like two hundred dollars for the device. But with pairing all that up, he made like $1.3 million in like less than 24 hours. What he did was he showed the power of um, artists thinking outside of the box and selling their music like in different ways rather than just streaming it because y'all they robbing artists for how much they're paying them for their work. But that's a whole nother conversation in itself. So um, I was inspired but irritated at the same time. And I think the only reason it was exaggerated is because I was on my period. Uh, so I was just mad at the world, not mad at the world. I was just mad, <laughs> but uh, I went in the room. I was in my creative space and, you know, just, you know, just, just irritated. She was in here funking it. Funk, up. Yeah. A big funk ball. Just yes. <laughs> Let's just go and say what it funkin is. Fucking up the bean just bag. Fucking fucking up, just fucking up this whole little area. Thankfully, we got, you know, this big ass apartment now. So, Carla, she's way back in the bedroom. Out and- of sight, out of mind. And here comes Nick. the funk. Here comes the funk ball. <laughs> so I walk back there and let me stress this again. Okay. Again, me and Carl, we always say everything is energy and um, everything vibrates at a different frequency. I want to just remind y'all what happens when you come in contact with another uh, vibrational being. One of three things will happen. Either you're going to bring them up to your frequency where you're vibrating they're going to bring you down to their frequency or y'all are going to part ways. So I just want y'all to keep that in mind. So, okay. My funk ball ass. I walk to the back. Carla, she's just, did you just get through from uh, meditating? No, um, I think you did, babe. No, I didn't just got finished. I just meditated that day. I was actually just in there in my own world. She, y'all, she was vibrating so high. I could just <laughs> feel the, well, I, I could just later i could feel the 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 just high vibe vibes just coming off of her just radiating off of her beautiful brown skin but i went in there i sat on the bed and i was like babe and she was just y'all she was not giving in to what i it's like because the thing is if she would have allowed me to talk about it more and then she would have got caught up in it then it would have just left me there but yeah or we could have got into a whole yep, argument if yep. if i wasn't seeing things yep or if i didn't come down and start funking around with you yeah because we could have bumped heads because at the end of the day i was in a funky mood so you know you ever have somebody they feel like shit or they're not feeling the best so they or you you not feeling the best like so they say, you throw off on somebody yeah like they say misery they love company we actually had somebody in our discord <laughs> and they was like i guess it seemed like they was having a shitty day and they just went in there because they was a moderator they went in there and they just started blasting on people 
you get blocked, you get blocked, you get kicked out. I was, we, me and Carla was like, what happened? I started getting messages <laughs> like, hey, I've been blocked for 24 hours. I'm like, what? Right. I what happened? trying to look at the moderator room. Like, did anybody send a message? Nobody sent the message. I'm just like, y'all, what's going on? I just got this message. And then a lot of people's like, we don't know anything about that. Now, the person who didn't did the blocking, they sitting over there motherfucking mute. Right. I ain't saying shit. But the thing is, like these people who in the room, they pop their shit about all the stuff that's going on in the YouTube world. They go in there, they do the same shit all the time. But I was like, most likely she just had a, a shitty day. And she was like, you know what? Today I got time because I don't want to see none of this shit. You get blocked. You get blocked. So anyways, the point is, when I went back there and Carla did not entertain or give into it. No, but what question did you ask? No, what did you say after you was like, <sighs> I don't remember. You was like, I'm, you was like, I'm frustrated. And I said, and I just looked at her. <laughs> she said, can I talk to you about it? And I still was looking at her and I said, is this something that I want to hear? And she said, probably not. Right. I know Carl don't give a fuck about that shit. <laughs> and I said, what did I say? I said, then I don't want to hear it or something yeah. I said it's like I just shut it down I was yeah. just like well I was like then why would I talk about it I think I said something like mm-hmm. that and she kind of just sat on the bed and I went back to doing what I was yeah. doing because I was on my phone trying to do something Yeah. and so she was just sitting there I was sitting there. We was just there and quiet. I don't know what was going on through her mind, but whatever I was doing, I kept doing it. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to tell y'all what was going on through my mind. <laughs> what happened was eventually, because I know the importance of not staying in a funk a funk like that, like you can you can experience emotions. Like me and Carla, we're, we're very aware of all of our emotions and how important they are. We're aware of anger, sadness, uh, happiness, all that shit. And we play around with all of it, but we know the most dominant place or the, the place we like to be majority of the time is in a happy place, laughing, shit like that. So if you get something that make you angry, you can have that experience, but don't stay there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's irresponsible because the longer you stay in that funk, sadness, anger, the more you're going to attract shit along with the lines of that frequency. So I sat there and I worked through my thoughts. I did like thinking about things to try to pull me out of it. And then I realized, Nick, why is you feeling some type of way about this dumb ass shit? And eventually as I brought myself out, um, I walked in here. I was like, what can I do to just make me feel better? What's the next best thing? After I worked through my thoughts and realized it wasn't that serious. I was like, what's the next best thing that I can do to pull me out of this shit? And I was like, shit, I can play my video game. I came in, I pulled my video game up, and as I was pulling it up, I found a really dope-ass game. And right before I played, I went back to my wife, and I was like, babe, I just want to say thank you so freaking much. And then you, what did you say? Was you like... Meanwhile, I'm sitting there, I'm like, huh? Like, what did I do? Y'all, just (laughs) Carla, just vibrating high like that and just not giving in to it or entertaining this shit. 
it just helps so much because I know how to pull myself out of it just with my thoughts and just doing things that feel good. And I was like, shit, I, I worked myself out of it. I'm good. Like realizing like I'm worked up and irritated about some shit that I can, some music and shit that I can get out of myself just by using my brain. Yeah. And I think she said, she said just by, us sitting here in silence and me yeah. laying here next to you. She said, I can feel like how high your vibration is. And I think she said it kind of just like rubbed off on her, mm-hmm. you know, but you, but, the, but this is the difference you have. some. this is how this thing could have went completely like left field. Let's say, for example, I felt like crap. So then I went in there to talk to Carla about some shit. They irritate her then let's say we get into it with each other. Even the vent session, even if I got a chance to vent, Carla could have said something, most likely would have said something that triggered me or set me off about something. Now, I would love to argue with the people who's over the music industry, but I can't. So instead, I'm arguing with my wife and use her as a punching bag. Then now we mad for the rest of the damn night. And you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it, that's what I'm saying. Or you have people that just stay in them funky-ass moods. Yeah, and... I'm sitting here wondering, like, how the hell did that happen? Right. How did that happen? How did we end up here? Exactly. Yeah. That's why you got to be responsible also for your actions and your your moods and stuff. Yeah. Funking around people like that. Yeah. Because I've said before on our reaction channel, like, if I'm vibrating up here, I'm not trying to, like, come down to see what's going on with you or trying to, like, I can't, I can't do that. It's like... I'm learning more and more the importance of doing that. Now, not to say, y'all, that I don't have bad days. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like you will still have a bad day. But like Nick just explained, what you're supposed to do is say, what can I do to make me happy? What's the next best thing? I don't care if it's just going to eat your favorite food. Like, I know I ain't supposed to have this ice cream, but I'm finna fuck this ice cream up right now because this gonna make me feel good. And I don't care if you even got to shimmy your little shoulder and do a little (laughs) dance while you eat it. And then after you do that, be like, okay, what's the next best thing I could do that's gonna make me happy? It's like, that's what you do to pull yourself out of it. Okay, so I want to read this little passage from, uh, from this book that we told you about, Money and the Law of Attraction. It says, I've been thinking about leaving this relationship because I find that I'm not happy within it. But as I think about leaving, I realize that when I go, I'll take myself with me. And if I leave because I'm unhappy, I'll be taking that unhappy person with me. The reason that I want to leave is because I want to feel good. I wonder if it's possible to feel good without leaving. I wonder if there is anything about our relationship that I could focus upon that does feel good. I remember meeting this person and how that felt. I remember feeling drawn by this person and eager to move forward to see what more we might discover together. I liked the feeling of discovery. I liked our relationship as it began. I think that the more time we spent together, the more we both realized that we were not really a perfect match. I don't believe that there is any failure on either of our parts in that. Not being a perfect match doesn't mean that either of us is wrong. It only means that there are potentially better partners out there for each of us. 
There are so many things about this person that I like and that anyone would easily appreciate. So smart and interested in so many things. Laughs easily and loves to have fun. I'm glad that we've come together and I believe our time together will prove to be of value to both of us. So, um, I guess what I, what I gather from that is, um, oh, and then you remember it was another part in the book yeah. that actually broke that piece down. Let me see this part right here. Let's see. Um, it says, as you give your attention to what you are, let's see here. There are many relationships that are not appropriate for you to continue. But we would never walk out of a relationship feeling angry, guilty, or defensive. Do the vibrational work, get to feeling good, and then leave. And then what comes next will not be a replay of what you just left. Yeah. That was the part. Okay, that's what helped finish that off. Yeah. So it's kind of like saying, if you're in a relationship and you are unhappy and you feel like you need to leave because you're unhappy you have to understand that if you don't get to the root cause of what's going on um you're gonna do you're gonna end up in the same situation yeah you're gonna go to another relationship and, and you're hit gonna the same, end up being unhappy hit that same brick wall yeah. and i told nick that passage was interesting to me because um nick and i we have shared the moment that we almost broke up and i told her I did exactly those steps that the book said. I sat back and I actually thought outside of us being in this little tiny ass truck, <laughs> because this was when we was driving 18 wheelers, right? Did you want to tell that story? Um, sure, I guess. Okay. So, all right, y'all, we'll just tell the story. Um, for those of y'all who are not familiar, because you gotta understand, we done gained a lot of subscribers since we've been doing this shit, baby. Oh, yeah. Okay. True. So, in 2018, January 1st, 2018, my wife and I, we were together probably like, was it, when did we get together? What year did we get together? Was it uh, 14 or 15? It was 14. 14? You yeah. sure? 14, 15, 16, 17, 18? We were not together for four years, yeah. Was we? It was 14. Sure, it wasn't. No, I think it was 15. Oh, 15, 16, 17, 18. Yeah, because we were together three years by the end. Okay, so yeah, we were together for three years. Um, uh, By January 1st, 2018, around three years. So we were coming up on that two and a half, three year mark. But uh, so that was already. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, okay. So January 1st, 2018, me and my wife, we were looking for adventure. Y'all, we were, uh, working, um, nine to fives. We were, you know, feeling just trapped, ready to get out, ready for some adventure, ready for some type of travel. So eventually after taking leaps of faith and all that, eventually we got to a point where we decided to um, go off on an adventure and become truck drivers. Yes, honey. We said we're about to get our CDL. Yes, y'all. And I ain't talking about no little punk truck, y'all. I'm talking about the real thing. 18 wheels, 80,000 pounds. With that fat ass on. 
the fattest of all asses yes y'all our little bitty tails we decided to do that so we packed we got rid of all of our stuff we packed up and we left alabama and we got a Greyhound bus ticket with y'all. A lot of this stuff is on our YouTube channel. So if y'all want to see this shit yeah, for your, with your channel. own eyes, yes, go to Nick and Carla um, and check it out. Uh, and some of y'all are, uh, some of y'all, I guess, have not noticed, but we have two channels. I think <laughs> some people get the notifications and they just click on it. So we have a vlog channel that's up under Nick and Carla and then our reaction channel is Carla and Nick Mm -hmm. so yeah it's on our vlog channel Nick and Carla yes so um so yeah and I was vlogging at the time y'all so I'm catching all of this stuff so we got a a a one-way ticket to on the Greyhound um y'all this the winter time you know so we still snowing every now and then so we make it up and you know we decided to do truck driving and i was in the coldest weather i had ever been in yeah we, it was in springfield missouri my bad and tell them we went all the way up to springfield missouri so carla uh, it was her first time really i'll say living outside of alabama am i correct because you i mean you went some other places yeah before, i went yeah but i'm talking about like long a long time just not being in your home state true so that was the 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 start of Carla's big adventure in itself <laughs> and um when we did training that took about two months um me and Carla were separated so she you know with her trainer I'm with my trainer we missed each other a lot yes but the thing is once you go through your training once you take the test once you pass and you get your CDL then if you came there with a partner they'll put you in a truck with your partner together so yeah we only had two months of training with strangers and then after that it was just me and carla by ourselves we passed with flying colors we oh yeah we uh we trifecta yeah we hit a trifecta so we don't know what that means that means we passed that means y'all that no that means that you we passed, was at the top of the top of the top of the class that means you passed everything on the first try yes. that's what and both me and carla did that yeah so that was shit that was the bomb yeah y'all, we didn't we didn't go to play y'all we were like on yeah. our shit we already had in our mind like we going here we gonna do this shit right. it ain't no not doing it it's no second guessing yourself mm-hmm. it was like we're about to do this shit we're going to meet up after these two months and we're going to have a party. <laughs> yes. And we wouldn't, and when we didn't take tests in automatic trucks, we took them in, uh, the manual truck. So mm-hmm. like, yeah, we was, we was legit with that shit. So, um, after two months of our training and with me and Carla finally paired up, we get our own truck. We were so happy. We were like, it was just like, we missed each other. We got to, you know, reconnect and, you know, all the physical and, and all them extra ways, honey. Right. <laughs> Some good times fucking in them trucks. <laughs> Remember that FedEx Park lot? Okay, my Stop man. Stop telling my business. <laughs> you almost told your own business. <laughs> but, uh, okay, so um, it started off really cute. But being that we, i mean we already two and a half three years in anything any things that we kicked under the rug you know you gotta go ahead and settle that shit she you know, mean in our relationship in our relationship and you dealing with a very high stressful 
environment. You know, we're driving in mountains with snow, going up grades, down grades, um, dealing with high winds. We're in states that we've never been to in our life, never even dreamed. Like I know. Utah. Getting lost, trying to find somewhere to turn around. Yeah, or- and, and you're driving this huge vehicle, y'all. I'm talking Utah, Oregon, Washington. Y'all, if y'all ever been over in the, on that side of the, the, uh, the U.S., the mountains, are, it feel like you zap into a fucking different dimension or yeah. something like a different world. It's scary. It's scary Especially being in the truck. Yes. Yeah. So, and I actually remember the state we were in when we got into like our uh, major fight. We were in Utah. <laughs> oh, no, actually, no. It started in Colorado. If it's on 70, on I-70, in those thick ass mountains, if y'all are truck drivers, are y'all familiar with the roads? Y'all know those mountains over there is no joke, especially when it's snowing up there. So it started in Colorado, and uh, we got to a top of a mountain, and um, it was snowing really heavy. I wanted to pull over, like to a side, like not on the side of the mountain, but I wanted to find somewhere safe to park, and just. Uh, and just wait that shit out because I was fucking scared. And Carla was like, no, she wanted to go down the mountain. So me and Carla, we getting into it with each other. So I'm scared, crying. And Carla, she's irritated because she wanted to drive down the mountain. And it's kind of like, we got that shit going on. And we got things that we haven't fully dealt with in our relationship going on. We're now in this small space for the first time. It was just a lot of built up stress. Yeah. And I think, um, I don't know, had you, had you been driving in snow yet? And see me, I had drove in snow. Yeah, I drove in. Oh, and another thing too, y'all in my training, I already had a very traumatic experience because when I was driving with my trainer, y'all, we had got into a really bad accident. Like our truck, it, he, it's like my guy, the train, the dude who was training me, y'all, he was doing some fucking reckless shit. He was on his phone, FaceTiming. It was snowing. You know, he was looking at Instagram while he was driving some very, very disrespectful shit. Y'all actually had to get off of his truck. And again, all this is on the vlog channel. But um, I guess I was in the back sleep. And when all I know is I woke up to him saying, Nick, Nick, we in the wreck, we in the wreck, we in the wreck. Y'all, I'm waking up. I don't know how bad things were happening. Y'all, it got to a point he stopped the truck just at this drop. And he had to keep his foot on the brake to prevent the truck from, like, flipping over and shit like that. And he told me to get off. And then he was able to hurry up and run and get off. So I was already in that traumatic experience. I don't know if I was going to lose my life, all that type of shit. So I guess being in that situation with Carla, who I'm like, man, Carla's a new driver with this shit. Yeah. And me, I'm sitting up here like, okay, we've both been through training. And I guess I felt like she should trust me. But... I guess from her being through her situation, she was not trying to trust me. Mm-hmm. She was just like, girl, you a new ass driver. Mm-hmm. It was almost, it was like, she was like, you just got in this truck. Yeah. And, and that mountain was high as fuck. Yeah. I didn't right. have no guardrails, nothing. And I think another thing that happened was because Nick, she was in the back 
and we were driving and it was like out of nowhere boom mm-hmm. we was in snow yes. so nick came out the back like why hadn't you stopped and i'm like i just rode into snow so because we were new drivers I guess I don't know if in Nick's head she felt like we couldn't have just rolled into snow but it's like later after we was driving mm-hmm. she realized that that can happen That's in how that it area is over there. Yeah. but with us being new in the situation I don't know if she felt like I wasn't telling the truth or I was just trying to get through the snow I'm like I literally was driving it was no snow and boom yeah we and it was and it wasn't no play play snow y'all it was the thickest snow you have ever some of y'all probably never even seen snow it this wasn't thick. that thick yet it was like as we was driving yeah it was getting thicker. yes yes yeah yes now i mean not when it first started but yes period like yeah. that type of snow it was just yeah so pretty much what happened did you have an anxiety attack girl i had all type of shit so y'all nick got emotional she started crying yes it i was frustrated because i felt like she wasn't listening to me she wasn't believing me i did not want to pull over because at this point the only way we would have been able to pull over is on the side of the road and we were trained never to pull over on the side of the road you need to try to get to a truck stop or something like that so i was trying to get to this rest area um i believe the rest area was not set up for trucks based off of what i can remember and nick just was still wondering why hadn't you pulled over the truck yet no i I, think my whole thing is i was like because it was a spot at the top of the mountain before you start the drive down i was like why the hell didn't we pull over there right but then i was already like i want to get to a truck stop i'm not familiar with this area i'm not just about to pull over anywhere right so that's why i kept going but because she wasn't listening to me it was like we just simply we bumped heads like that's what happened and nick she is she's being an emotional wreck she's going to the back because her anxiety is up but because she don't like the unknown she'll pop her head out every (laughs) now and then or have something to say so it was making stuff worse and then finally i got to an area where i could pull over but because emotions were still high, I uh-huh. think we end up getting into it the next day. Oh yeah, it, and this type of this type of fight, this type of argument we had, it was it was something that we had never got into before like that. We haven't got into it that bad ever. Yeah. Not that bad. Yeah. And um and again, yeah, so with us explaining everything that's going on, like how highly stressful that entire situation was, and it was nighttime going through that snow. So it was just like, with all that going on, y'all can only imagine the type of anger and roaring shit. And then we already have this miscommunication thing because we've kicked things under the rug that we ain't fully dealt with. And um, we got to a point where, yeah, we was about to break up. Yeah. Like, we was just about to be done. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to figure... <laughs> you laughing now go and tell your story <laughs> yeah i'm no because i was just like shit let me try to figure out what i want to do next i mean am i gonna just stop driving trucks or am i gonna try to do something different honey so I, we how many months in 
man we had to be only like fresh two yeah like fresh two months new. like two months and change we're in and we're about ready to like break up because it was just too fucking i felt like carla wasn't listening to me carla felt like i wasn't hearing her and it's like we're arguing again that's why we always say whenever you have an argument with your partner or y'all, y'all trying to talk things out your main goal should be to hear where she's coming from and she needs to be trying to hear where you're coming from mm-hmm. um but yeah i had reached out to our fleet manager i was telling him i really think i want to do flatbed and honey, i was <laughs> shooting her the motherfucking deuces <laughs> i was like you can have that shit all yeah. i kept thinking about is one at a time getting out tightening up the motherfucking chains i was like i don't even give a damn we stay together at this point she will not have me doing that bullshit so i said honey i guess i'm finna stay on this refrigerated ass truck by yeah. my lonesome so flatbed trucking that's when you actually have to like chain the, your equipment down and all type of shit i was just thinking shit maybe i just need a different challenge or something which y'all i just oh, knew i just had it all right yeah she thank you was crying you <laughs> yeah i definitely i definitely would have had a challenge but um so yeah um we almost got into it with each other but the thing no, we is i mean no we we other. almost we broke almost broke up yeah we almost yeah. broke up with each other but the thing is um if if um if i would have left carla or if carla would have left me and we didn't kind of work through because the, the the ultimate barrier it wasn't necessarily uh, driving through snow or mountains or not it the main thing was the communication right so i think that was the catalyst that led to everything so yeah and that's what i was going to say before nick said we should tell the story um <laughs> nick it was i think she had got out the truck to walk nikki because nikki was on the truck with us and um i was just in my head just thinking okay like the book said i was like okay right now yes i'm pissed off yes i think we had actually said we was broke up or some shit like that like fuck this fuck this shit it's over Mm -hmm. and um in my head i was just like outside of this situation if we would have not been in this little bitty ass truck would we be at this point so i already knew it was the situation that we were in so um Mm -hmm. in our relationship anytime we had bumped heads because i'm the type of person once we bump heads stay out my face i don't want to see you until i say i'm ready to see you like i don't even care if you come and try to talk to me that's how i was back then but um one thing i learned from being with nick nick don't care i don't care if we bump heads nick could come back and be in my face in like the next 15 30 minutes and i'd be like why is she talking to me yeah so that's one thing that i learned and that i learned to grow it took me a, a while but i still learned okay it can't be the other person always coming to me so because look y'all so usually like carla said usually i can get mad and within the next 15 minutes I can, I'll be, you know, I can be back in your face. I'll be trying to make up or some shit. But this time I was just really over it. 
And I was surprised because I think you were over it because I was the type of person that always shut down. So I wonder if you felt like it was not going to be any talking to me or no, I, I think you was just really that man. Yeah, that's what it was. It wasn't no, no talking. It was, I was just completely done. And I was just like, if this going to be over, it's just going to be over. And it's crazy because right when I was ready to give up and just be like, shit, I'm just going to go ahead and move on. Yeah, I was surprised when I had to drive. It was my turn to drive my shift. And I see little Carla, little head peep up to the front from the back of the truck. <laughs> Actually, I came and sat in the seat. Yeah, you peeked up and then you sat in the seat. Yeah, I was so shocked because I was ready. I was like, this it. We done. Like, I'm good. I'm about to get off this truck. Now, I don't know if I'm going to do flatbed, but I'm about to be off this damn truck. And I can't even remember what I said to you. Do you remember what I said to you? hey would you like to talk or something like that i don't know yeah I can we tell you like hey can we talk or something like that i don't know and then i was like sure or something like that and we just sat down and this but the thing is what made this different is this time i think both of us not even mentioning or saying it to each other we both had the mindset okay i'm going to genuinely try to hear her out and carla was the same way she was like i'm going to genuinely try to hear nick out and from there we was able to have some conversation uh, that conversation we was able to get to the root cause of things that we was really getting on our nerves and then we was able to work that shit out yeah and i think another thing is we both knew that we like i knew nick was a good um well i can't say spouse because we wasn't married at the time but you she knew was, I was a uh, good ass person she was a good partner and i think vice versa yeah we both knew that we had some really good ass qualities in comparison to the people we had been talking to oh definitely. so it was just like am i really finna throw this away exactly. this is the closest thing to perfect that i've ever witnessed <laughs> and, and, see, and then another thing is like okay imagine if we wouldn't have had that moment to work that shit out to get to the root cause and really when you get to the root cause it's just miscommunication you would have got out of the relationship me or me i would have got out of the relationship eventually talk to somebody else and would have hit the same brick wall because right, if y'all would have got in a high stress situation or not even that just a situation where we're not communicating and we need to communicate yeah it would have been easy to say fuck it it would have been fuck and now i would have just been living my life wasting two and three years with different people hitting that same brick wall and it's like at the end of the day you're gonna have to work this shit out with somebody yeah and i think for me like not that I've had um, a lot of dating scenarios before Nick. Um, I've had, I say like really three serious relationships um, before Nick, but out of the people that I talked to, it was just a lot of games and I didn't take it serious. Mm -hmm. So um, just me just looking at the qualities like of Nick, 
I was just like, you know something? I've always been the type of person just to be like, fuck it. I ain't got time for this bullshit. On to the next person. And um, me and Nick, we was joking the other day because <laughs> Nick was like, so you just had a revolving door, huh? And I was like, I was not fucking all these people. It would just be like, I would be trying to feel people out, just trying to talk to them, see what they was about. And then if I could tell they was on some bullshit, I'd be like, okay, it's time to replace you. I would have like three different people I would be talking to it's kind of like how people like if you were dating yeah and you were not committed to somebody you could date more than one person until you figure out who you like so it was almost like that but at the time I didn't realize it was me really dating but even though I wasn't going on dates I was still wearing out my options yeah so when I realized somebody was on some bullshit I'd be like okay it's time to X them out and let me get a replacement yeah it's kind of like <laughs> and it's like that's why it's important also to have it's like you do your dating and have your your boundaries like have your like I have things on my list that it's like zero tolerance and yeah. again like in my previous relationship I could have worked things out with her. I could have tried to make the relationship work. But the thing is, she hit one thing that I have zero tolerance for, which is cheating and lying. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't do the cheating and lying. Like, I can work out miscommunication or other shit like that. But um, or us needing to add more spice or adventure into our relationship. But cheating? No, that that's a no, no. Yeah. And so when it came down to Nick, I was just like, you know what? She's not doing, like, I'm not dealing with all of that stuff that I used to deal with. She's not playing mind games. She's not trying to cheat. She's, you know, it's like she really only had eyes for me. And still do. (laughs) Yes. So then I was just like, okay, so how are we going to be able to handle other stressful situations that we get in if we can't deal with this that has came up in our life? Yes. So and that's what made me just be like, fuck this. I'm going to go talk to her. You're going to go get your boo. <laughs> your boo <boo-boo-boo. laughs> And it's like, now, y'all, now since we move past that shit, I am so grateful that it happened because yeah. I feel like, if we can get through risking our lives and being highly frustrated over stressful shit like that, some of the most stressful things we've been through in that trucking thing and living in that small space, I'm like, we can get through anything. Yes. Cause honey, we went through um, quarantine before it was yes. a quarantine. Yes. <laughs> That's why a lot of couples was breaking up during quarantine. Because yes. when y'all have to start living with each other and learning how to move around each other fluidly, like almost like one organism moving, you know, like that that's when a lot of couples break up because they can't deal with the discord they can't deal with the miscommunication and all that shit and are you just getting on my just looking at you just getting on my nerves Mm y'all i look at carla 24 7 every day and i'm just fine with it (laughs) i know i had this moment where i was looking at nick um today he was yes it was like when i was getting ready to lay down and you were setting up our boot camp session for Monday. Uh-huh. And I was just like, I love this girl. I think I ended up telling you. I was like, babe, I love you. And you was Aww. like, I love you too. My baby Bob. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, okay. And then another thing too, y'all, we want to tell y'all, honey, Carla almost missed out on the good thing really early trying to carry over some bullshit from her previous relationship. Oof. Not them finna get two story times. Yeah, they finna get two of these mugs. 
Yes, yeah. Honey. So, okay. I was damaged. <laughs> damaged. <laughs> <laughs> That's why y'all, y'all can't, y'all need to deal with y'all shit before y'all go into another relationship because you're going to be carrying that shit over and you will miss out on some good shit. Like, don't rush into trying to talk to somebody if you're not healed. Don't yeah. do it, cause you gon' you gon' you gon' fuck yourself up. Or you either gonna attract somebody that's just as damaged as you, or you're gonna miss out on the good thing because you was not ready to handle it yet. Yeah, I think my situation, um, though, was even though that person was cheating on me, and I felt and like lying and manipulating. Yeah, uh, doing all of that narcissist stuff, stuff. I still had not gotten to a point where. I was doing the shadow work that I needed to do for me. Like it was different things that I had been doing in life, but when it came down to a relationship, he ain't did it. Yeah. It was like, I still, it was still kind of like, I ain't got to deal with this shit. I ain't got to deal with this shit. I ain't got to hear you talk that shit. I still had that attitude. And and when y'all, and when you are like that, you ain't doing them, but setting yourself up to be alone for the rest of your life or with some shitty people. Yeah. So, so okay, y'all. So this was in the beginning of our relationship. We had to been like what about two months in, girl. We yeah. weren't even um, claiming each other. No, yet. we're no, we weren't even. Yeah, so we were still dating. Yeah, um, so we were still getting to know each other. And I had a performance in Birmingham, Alabama. This is when I was performing. And I told, I asked Carla, I was like, shit, you want to, you know, go ahead and go down there with me and support and all that stuff. And I felt so special. She had invited me. I think this is the first time we had actually um, went out to like her performance. On a road trip with each other. Yeah. Yeah. Like together. Like you had times that you invited me to stuff, but this was the first time we actually went together. So that's how you know it's starting to get serious. And I was like, oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) I'm in there, bitch. I almost, you almost flopped your ass out. And I almost got struck out. (laughs) So, so, okay, so we make it to Birmingham. And, um, you know, they, you got performers up there. They're rocking the stage. And, um, did I, have I already performed yet? No. I didn't Wait, perform? you talking about before we got into yeah, it? Yeah, was it before? I think it was no, after I performed. Yeah, it was after you Okay, performed. so I had already been on stage. I performed, honey. Uh, did my little thing. And we got to the point where we had to use the restroom. So we're in the club. I had to use the restroom. Okay, Carla had to I use the restroom. I think you was just kind of like... Um, Okay, I'll wait for you. Yeah. Okay. So we went into the bathroom together and it was a small bathroom. Y'all know how some of them club bathrooms be looking. And Carl, it was only one, was it only one stall or two stalls? I think it was two. Okay. So it was two little stalls. So Carla, she walks into the bathroom and she, um, she was in there using the restroom and while she's using, I'm just standing in there in this small bathroom, you know, looking in the mirror, making sure I'm straight. And then uh, these group of girls walked in the bathroom. It had to have been like what, three or four of them. Girl, I don't know. I was in the stall. Yeah. So Carla's in the stall and three or four girls, they walk in, they all talking and laughing. And so me, which I, it's like, it's already small. I walked out of the bathroom and I just stood, I just walked slightly up in front of the bathroom so that I could, um, 
just you know get out of there and let them girls do their thing while I give them their space and I just watch the other performers and I thought that Carla would be able to see me as soon as she walked out of the bathroom but what happened all right so so me I'm in the stall and I hear the girls come in one of the girls was like hey you and all I know I hear something and then it gets quiet that's what happens on my end mm-hmm. they're not still in there oh. nobody used the restroom nobody turns the water on they're not still in there talking it's almost like and see this is what I was thinking in my head because I was used to dealing with a cheater I was like it sounds like somebody came in here to get her attention and it's like they rushed out like okay let me get you out of here so it got quiet immediately so me i'm still peeing by the time i come out the stall i wash my hands i come out the door and i'm looking like okay left to right i don't see her so then i go to the area where she performed i walk out in that main area and i'm looking like trying to see if i see her i don't see her there like i don't see nick standing there so then i'm like okay i know this is a little outside area so then i walk over to the outside area standing at the door because i'm thinking like if we're together she should be like where i can see her not like in a crowd so i'm thinking like she would be standing near the door somewhere at these three doors these three openings and I don't see her. So I actually go back to our section where we were set up at. And I think I get a drink or something. Yeah. And, and then it's like Nick comes back like 10, 15 minutes later. At this point, I got a fucking attitude. And yeah. And, and so on my end, the whole time I'm standing in that same spot, slightly up in front of the bathroom door. So I guess you missed me when you walked out. So I so I walk back and so after standing there for a little while, I'm like, damn, she's been there for a long time. I go back into the bathroom. I'm like, Carla, I didn't hear you. So then I guess that's when I came to look for you. But you standing next to a dude. Remember no, that? I wasn't. When I did was, that happen? No, I was at. I was still in the section. Uh-huh. And when you walked up and I asked you, where were you? And you was like, I was standing right at the door. I said, no, you wasn't. I said, when I walked out the restroom, you was not there. Mm -hmm. Because I guess this is what I was thinking. I've been in situations where I've been with somebody and we had to separate. But it's like, I'm right there. So when they come out, they can see me. So like, say for instance, I was thinking, Nick, I was thinking she would have been right at the door when you walk out, like right in that hallway, Mm -hmm. but she wasn't there. And so it was an opening over to the right, probably about a good eight steps. And I'm thinking, okay, she should be right at this opening where I can see her, but I don't see her. So I go back to the area, give me a drink. By the time she come up, I'm like, where were you? And she was like, I was right there. I'm like, no, you wasn't. And she was like, I was literally right there. And I'm like, okay, she think I'm a damn fool. So because I'm irritated, I get up and I actually just get away from her because I'm irritated. So I'm actually on the dance floor, like standing there listening to, I don't know if they playing music or if it's somebody performing. Mm -hmm. And then this guy walks up to me. Okay. And he just started trying to like have a conversation. He wasn't like, you cute. He was just like, you enjoying the show, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah. So he was like, who you here with? 
I'm like, I'm here with my friend, you know, she performed and he was like, Oh, dope. And he was asking like what type of artist you was and said, he okay. Did so music. the whole point is so- like, <laughs> the, y'all, the whole point is I'm y'all can only imagine how blindsided I felt. Like I'm again, I'm, I don't know how she missed me. I know I wear all black, but I'm standing right there. Black people the- don't get black people confused. <laughs> but, um, so y'all imagine I go from, Standing out there waiting on Carla, assuming she's going to see me when she walk out. I walk in the bathroom. She's not in there. I go and find her at the section where we're at. And this whole shift in her attitude has happened. So we go from there to her now conversating to a guy in the club. And I'm just sitting there by myself. Like, why am I sitting here by myself? Why is she over there talking to this guy? And then afterwards, when the show was over... She goes and sit in the car with the guy for a little while. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Y'all, I was like completely blindsided. Like, I didn't know what the fuck. I feel like I was in the twilight zone. (laughs) I'm so serious. And so me, okay, so what happened, he was like, um, he did music or he wrote beats. It was something he did. Mm -hmm. So, um... It's like I was listening to some of his stuff, and what happened was he actually ended up following me. I can't remember what on social media, <laughs> what social media, but yeah, of course. After I go back up and link up with Nick, I think we drove all the way and home didn't really talk, and we didn't talk and, to each and other. And I'm just confused. And so look, I'm sitting up here like, honey, I probably shouldn't even tell her nothing about him because she probably definitely ain't finna be trying to entertain him. No beats, no nothing. No. So <laughs> I end up not even saying anything because after I sat back and just thought about it, I was like, that shit was just, I was like, that was awkward. And you know, so I think, um, I don't know what happened when so, we got back home. So, I mean, we didn't really talk or whatever, but I think eventually when we ended up talking again, whether it was a day or two and you finally opened up to what happened, not only was I shocked, I was like, damn, I didn't know she picked or thought all of that from just me leaving the bathroom and them girls leaving right after me, which I didn't even know they left. Yeah. So um, I thought Nick was entertaining one of them because yeah. she was gone for a minute. So I was like, this girl think I'm boo boo the damn and, fool. And it stemmed from, you just, or not just, because luckily you were alone for a little while after yeah. your relationship. You went to counseling and all that. Yeah. But just imagine if you didn't go to counseling. Yeah. Like, imagine if you didn't, you had dealt with somebody narcissistic, you know, just uh, manipulative, cheating, lying, and you didn't give yourself time to breathe and you jumped right into a relationship with somebody. Yeah, because the person I was talking to, y'all, no lie, it was like, this okay so in our work environment i felt like she was entertaining this one female i used to see her in this female face all the time she blatantly lied to me and was like no she was not talking to this girl right and then i used to see the girl trying to come up to her and she's like this one time she was trying to get the girl not to come up to her in front of me and i asked her about it and she was like oh no she wasn't coming up to me Later on, found out she had been fucking with the girl. Mm. So just little stuff like that. So when that situation happened with Nick and just hearing Nick's side and hearing my side. So Nick is saying she thought the girl stayed in the restroom. Me, I'm like, I hear them walk in and she's like, 
hey you and then all of a sudden everybody leave mm -hmm. so you thought maybe it was a, a situation similar to your ex yeah and i don't even move like that right and so nick actually ended up explaining she was like i she was like i she was like i don't know what you used to mm -hmm. she said but i don't do that type yeah. of stuff and when she said it i could tell that she was actually being honest right you know because it wasn't something where she had to lie to me because again we was dating it was like she didn't owe me anything she yeah. could have been like shit we ain't even talking like i know we fucking each other but i have the right to date other people but she was just like when i'm entertaining somebody she was like that's who i'm entertaining i don't have time to be entertaining multiple people right so i was just like okay and <laughs> i was like i'm sorry but from there it's like we didn't have an issue like that anymore. yeah i almost got struck the fuck out but it's like i'm i'm grateful that you did go to counseling and work through that shit because you could have carried that stuff over. Yeah, but even though I went through counseling and worked through what happened in that relationship, again, that me not giving a fuck attitude, yeah. the counsel was not aware that I was like that. Yeah. So I had not worked through that. So that was something that I had to work through. That's how come I said, you still have to do the shadow work. Yeah. So that's something that I worked through while I was dating you. Yeah. So and I still did a good job, you yes, know. Yes. Get myself ahead of me. Definitely. And that's the same with me. Um, like even with me, I, I've I've had to do shadow work while with Carla and I we still do shadow work. Yeah. It's not over. You know, yeah. we're constantly living life, we're constantly developing and growing. Anytime I get triggered by something, anytime I I meditate and I notice something about myself. I I work on it. It's it's just a never ending thing. You should be happy to always work on yourself and become your best version. Mm -hmm. But if we didn't get if we didn't say uh, get any other point across, the whole the entire point that I do want to get across is you are responsible for your own happiness. You cannot depend on other people to make you happy. Um because you will forever be unhappy or, or you will forever be fluctuating and controlled by your outside environment. Yeah. That's another reason why me and Carla, before we entertain or interact, even with each other, before me and my wife interact with each other, we meditate. Yeah. Yeah. What were you going to say? Uh, and I was going to say that. And like, even though, you're responsible for your happiness. You have to make sure that you are doing the work for yourself yes. as far as you growing and developing, not just trying to point the finger at somebody else and say, okay, you're doing this, you're doing this. Okay. But what about you? What are the things that you need to work on to make a relationship better? You can sit up here and say all the whole time, um, you changed. I'm not happy with you or, for whatever reason, I'm not happy. Okay, but what is it? Because it can't just be that other person that's not making you happy. Right. It can't just be the things that they are doing that's not making you happy. Let's, let's play this game. Let's say a uh, hypothetical thinking type. So if you to if I told you I'm unhappy because you changed, what could be the reason of why I'm really unhappy? Right. So maybe I feel like you're outgrowing me. So maybe I need to, maybe I feel like I'm not being ambitious enough. Right. Maybe I'm unhappy with where, whatever I'm trying to do is at. Right. Or maybe you don't like 
you know, like I'm happy or I seem like I'm on this high vibration and you feel like, okay, I feel like I'm a shadow in your eye. But why do you feel like that? Do you feel like you should be doing more? Is it something that you should be working on? Do you have maybe a goal or something that you can work on to try to help you get to where you're trying to be? Or let's say if I'm unhappy because what, what's the other reasons people say they're unhappy? I, I mean, I don't know. I just know with me, I couldn't even figure out why I was unhappy. Well, what, hold on. I think when you was, was with your ex-husband. That was when the I was thing with is, my ex-husband. You said you were unhappy because you felt like it was more. Yeah, I felt like it was, that's eventually, you know what I'm saying? I was just like, I don't know what it is. I was like, but just doing this same routine every day, this is not it. I was like, I feel like something is missing, but I didn't know what the something was. I mean, if just me thinking of it just now, it could just be the fact of you needed to take some type of leap of faith yeah. and, and, and take some type of risk on yourself, whether it was starting a business, whether it was um, anything, that's what it is. You needed to do some type of leap of faith you're in your comfort zone you're tired of being in your comfort zone and you want to do some shit that's gonna excite your ass yeah because i remember even trying to talk to my ex yeah i remember i tried to read a book (laughs) back then somebody had gave me because i was just like what am i supposed to be doing in life and somebody had gave me um this book (laughs) i don't forget the title because i never got through the first chapter (laughs) it was called the purpose driven life i don't even know who it was by but that was the name of the book Picked up that book several times, y'all. I could, like, several times. Never got through the first chapter. I don't know if it was because it was something I didn't resonate with. And then when I tried to talk to my ex-husband, and I was like, I think it's my job. He was like, well, why don't you get another job? I was like, I don't want to do the same thing. You know, I was like, and I don't want to start over. So I had this thing of I'm already making this amount of pay. I don't want to go and start working for a lower pay. And and he was just like, well, maybe that's what you have to do. And I was like, no, nah, that ain't it. See, and the thing is, it's like, and it's your mindset wasn't as developed as it is now as far as the shit that we know now. Mm-hmm. Now, imagine if you knew about meditation and all that. You could have went with them and your higher self would have told you what you should do. Yeah. And then you would have just focused on that. You would have had happiness just from focusing on something that brought you that excitement. Yeah. And if your, your husband would have rolled with it and y'all grew together, cool, but if y'all would have split ways then it would have happened but you would have still been happy yeah because i was doing that thing of okay what's something that i can do to make me happy i was like okay go to the gym yeah you know make this a priority but i wasn't doing that chain link effect okay so what is the next thing i can do to make me happy and that was the missing element yeah 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 so all right. I hope y'all got that point across because you got some people right now who are in a relationship. They feel unhappy. They have, they're uh, able to point out all the things that they feel is making them unhappy as far as their partner. And it's like, really? You need to look at yourself. Babe, what's that saying you say? When you point your finger at them, you got three more pointed at yourself. That's what my mama used to say. She used to be like, when you point your finger, she said, you need to remember you got three more pointed at you. And just keep in mind, if you are unhappy and you leave your relationship, you're going to take that same unhappy person with you. 
And until you work through your shit and figure out how to find that true happiness within, then you'll be ready for uh, someone else. Yep. So y'all, we want to hear y'all thoughts. Yeah. Um, if you're not on Discord, y'all, please join the Discord. Don't be scared, y'all. There ain't even ain't nothing to be scared of. You <laughs> might run into some like-minded people. Yeah. We have several rooms in our Discord that you can check out. Even if the Discord is quiet, don't be scared. Still drop some in there. You never know. It might catch somebody's attention. And y'all can start, you know, talking and stuff. Oh. So, um, Make sure y'all go and check out our website, nickandcarla.com, yep. <laughs> and, and um, click the link for the Discord. It's easy. Just sign up. Don't be scared. Don't be scared of technology. <laughs> yes. Let's just do it. And find the Let's Be Brutally Honest and coming in, let's pop our shit and let's talk about it. Yeah. You may have some questions. Maybe you like, okay, I need to know a little bit more about this. Or what should I do about this? Or this is the issue that I'm having. Come in there. Let's talk about it. And babe, another thing too, the reason why y'all need to go on joining on this Discord. What's coming up, babe? That oh, seven day fast. Seven day challenge. Our reset. Yes, y'all. We got a seven day fast coming up. Me and Carla, for the first four days, we're going to be uh, drinking organic. We're going to juice fruits and vegetables, organic fruits and vegetables with sea moss, one or two tablespoons of sea moss. And then the last three days, we're doing straight up just water. Yeah. And then you can find the reset room if you want to do that. And we will be in there just motivating each yep. other. Um, sometimes it's hard when you're trying to do things by yourself but when you know it's somebody else in the fight and yep. you're like this is what I'm dealing with we like come on now hang in yeah. there hang in there Let's or maybe we can give you some things that you can try but y'all even when we're doing this and we're doing um, the juices make sure you know you can still drink your teas you can still take your herbs yeah right so um your vitamins yeah so i would just say try to avoid using sweetener or anything like that mm -hmm. but still make sure that you take your vitamins so that you have the energy that you need even on the days where we're doing the um water fast if you feel like you need a multivitamin to help you give the to help you get the energy that you need make sure you take it so we can go ahead and push through yeah. All right. Well, this was a good podcast. It was good. Yeah, we popped our shit, man. <laughs> man, you looking so beautiful right now. Oh, thank you, baby. Yes, I've been loving them braids, honey. Y'all, oh, Carla's little sexual energy just been shooting out her little pores. Yeah, I told Nick, I don't know what she talking about. Baby. I'm the same Jenny from the block. No, it's like you, it's just, you be moving <laughs> different when you got this hair in. Nope, Baby. I'm the same Jenny from the block. I got a few little secrets to tell you after this show. Honey. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, if y'all enjoyed this podcast, definitely um, uh, we'll catch y'all in the next uh, episode. My bad. Yeah, I, I thought we was on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I guess we'll catch y'all next time. Peace. Peace.